You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Listen, I am so excited to have you with us today. It's going to be wonderful. This Thursday edition is going to bless you. No no doubt in my mind. We're talking about toxic relationships 101. This is our second lesson. Our theme is recognizing and dealing with toxic relationships. Our scriptural text is taken from Matthew chapter 7, verse 6 in the New Living Translation. It says, don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Now, we, we began this in our first lesson, and we wanted you to see that toxic people exist, and we dealt with and discussed and looked at how Jesus dealt with toxic people in lesson one. Now, in lesson two, I have a very interesting title, What Others Can See, But You Can't. What Others Can See, But You Can't. It is absolutely uh, uh, mind-boggling that people, most people who are in toxic relationships can't see it. Everyone around them, it is so obvious to everyone around them, but they cannot see it. So we're going to get in the nitty gritties of a toxic relationship. So let's answer the question. What is a toxic relationship? Well, let's look at the word toxic. The word toxic means containing or being poisonous material. It is capable of causing serious injury or death. I'll, I'll give that to you. Toxic mean containing or being poisonous material, capable of causing serious injury or death. So we're not talking about just a difficult relationship. We're talking about a toxic relationship. A toxic relationship is a relationship that causes real damage to your personhood, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. A toxic relationship is a relationship in which you are serving someone at the expense of your own feelings, needs, and joy. Listen, this is not just a difficult relationship. It is a toxic one. It is a destructive one. And in this lesson, I'm going to give you some signs and I'm going to give you symptoms. And, and I'm going to show you that in Scripture, an individual who was in a toxic relationships. Now, uh, when we talk about 
a toxic relationship, we're talking about behaviors that are being displayed frequently. We're talking about consistent behaviors and consistent experiences. Before we get into our symptoms, I want to read a proof text to you from Matthew chapter 7, verse 16 through 20 in the New Living Translation. It says, you can identify them by their fruit. Notice that you can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushels or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Now, Jesus is speaking. He says, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Now, I want to say that again. Jesus says, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. Now, listen at this statement. Fruit inspection is the believer's responsibility. Fruit inspection is your responsibility in that relationship, my responsibility in my relationships. Fruit, fruit inspection is the believer's responsibility, not God's. Now, that's going to be so very, very important because, we, you know, a lot of times we say, well, Lord, you know, you know, if it's your will, if it's your will that I stay in this relationship, if it's not your will, no, no. The scripture says, listen at this. The scripture says you will identify relationships by the fruit. You will know people by their actions. Now, I have a, a whole list of signs and symptoms of a toxic relationship. And I want you to listen. And as I go through this list of signs and symptoms, I want you to personally evaluate, am I in a toxic relationship? Am I a toxic person? Now, this is going to be very helpful. Now, maybe you're there and you say, well, I am in a wonderful relationship. Well, guess what? This information is going to help you to appreciate how good things are going on in your life. It's going to help you. But if you have a wonderful relationship, it will also instruct you and give you information on how to help others. So let's go through the list. What are the signs and the symptoms of a 
toxic relationship. Number one, you give more than you're getting, which makes you feel devalued and depleted. You give more than you're getting. You give more than you're getting, which makes you feel devalued and depleted. Number two, you consistently feel disrespected. You consistently feel disrespected. Your thoughts, feelings, and opinions are overlooked or undervalued. Number three, you find your self-esteem deteriorating over time. Your self-esteem is deteriorating over time. I mean, your confidence is dwindling. It's at an all-time low. Number four, you often feel unsupported and misunderstood. You often feel unsupported and misunderstood. Number five, you experience verbal and or physical abuse, which causes you to feel unsafe. You often experience verbal or physical abuse, which causes you to feel unsafe. Any form of verbal abuse, is a no-no in relationship. Physical abuse is a no-no in a relationship. It is evidence of a toxic relationship. Number six, you feel depressed, angry, or tired after spending time with the person or speaking with the person. I'll say that again. You feel depressed, angry or tired after speaking or being with the other person. We say it a little bit different. This is draining me. This situation is draining me. Number seven, you bring out the worst in each other. You're not a blessing to each other. You just bring out the worst in each other. Number eight, you are not your best, happy, or spiritual self around the person. That's, that's, that's a sign. That's a symptom. You're not your best, happy, or spiritual self around the person. Are you in a toxic relationship? Are you a toxic person? Number nine, you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around this person to keep from being a target of their venom. You feel like you have to walk on eggshells around this person to keep from being a target 
of their venom. Are you in a toxic relationship? Number 10, you spend a lot of time and emotional strength trying to cheer them up. You spent a lot of time, a lot of emotional time trying to cheer them up. Just a lot of time, a lot of emotional strength to try to keep them pumped up, cheered up. Are you in a toxic relationship? Number 11, you're always the blame. They turn things around so that things you thought they had done wrong and suddenly it's your fault. Number 11, you're always the blame. They turn things around so that things you thought they had done wrong and suddenly it's your fault. They just twisted. They just turned that thing around. Number 12, are you in a toxic relationship? I want you to just listen. I want you to evaluate uh, your situation. We're not talking about a difficult relationship. We're talking about a toxic relationship, a destructive uh, relationship. Number 12, you, you have bad, you have bad or non-existent communication. You have bad or non-existent communication. You just don't talk. He, she doesn't want to talk. He, she doesn't want to deal with the situation, doesn't want to confront the situation. In fact, maybe you are talking but you always end up fussing. You always end up arguing. It always go to a very low place. Number 13, you find yourself crying often and you're often upset over the relationship. You find yourself crying and you're often upset over the relationship. I mean, you're just crying a lot about this relationship. It's wearing you down. You're crying often about the relationship. Are you in a toxic relationship? Number 14, you feel neglected and exploited. Are you in a toxic relationship? You feel neglected and exploited. Your needs are not being met. Because the relationship is all about the other person. It's one-sided. You feel neglected. You feel exploited. Your needs are not being met because the relationship is all about the other person. It's one-sided. You're in a toxic relationship. Number 15, you regret or resent the loss of meaningful relationships lost due to your attempt to make the other person happy or satisfy their demands. Now, I want you to listen to that. Toxic relations have a way of isolating you and cutting off meaningful relationships. 
Number 15, again, you regret or resist the loss of meaningful other relationships lost due to an attempt on your part to make the other person happy or satisfy their demands. You try your best to satisfy this person. This person think you shouldn't be with these individuals or have these other relationships. And you resent the fact now that you've cut off those relationships. You regret it. You were trying to make this person happy. You are trying to satisfy their demands. Number 16, you don't receive empathy. Empathy is to get in the other person's shoes, to attempt to feel what they feel, to attempt to have their perspective, understand their perspective. But you're in a toxic relationship, so you don't receive any empathy. Number 17, these are signs and symptoms that you're in a toxic relationship. Number 17, this is an interesting one. You're playing a dysfunctional role. You are playing a dysfunctional role. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, you're trying to keep the person happy. You're in this relationship. You're trying to keep the person happy. You're trying to keep the relationship moving forward. And you're actually trying to keep the person, in some cases, alive because they threaten suicide. They tell you they're going to kill themselves. They tell them they have to have you. If you leave me, I'm going to kill myself. They have these suicidal tendencies. So you have found yourself in a dysfunctional role. You're trying to keep that person happy, which is impossible. You're trying to keep this relationship moving forward which is impossible because it takes two to make a relationship work. And in some cases, you've assumed the role, the godlike role of keeping the person alive because of their suicidal tendencies, because they threaten suicide. And so you feel like you have to keep the ship afloat. You are playing a dysfunctional role and you are in a toxic relationship. Number 18, you experience a pattern of jealousy, distrust, and control. You experience a pattern of jealousy, distrust, and control. Now, it will include the control of people, controlling relationships. And by the way, my next uh, lesson, lesson three, I'm going to talk about made in God's, made in God's image, not man's. And we're going to be talking about controlling people. 
Some people are controlling people, and we're going to be talking about that in our third lesson. But you experience, number 18, you experience a pattern of jealousy, distrust, and control. In some cases, there's jealousy and distrust that relates not only to you as a person, but to your career. It may be to what you own, your possessions. It may be jealousy. And think about it. You're in a relationship with someone that's jealous of your achievement. What you've acquired in life, jealous of your career, distrust you, jealous of your talents and try to control you and restrict you. And you'll never be able to walk in the fullness of what God has called you to do because you're connected with somebody that's trying to control and limit you. You're in a dysfunctional uh, and if you're in that situation, the situation of control, you definitely has to listen, have to listen to uh, the next lesson. Number 19, you're often put down and made fun of in private or and or in public. You're often put down or made fun of in private and or in public. And then number 20, think about it. These are 20 signs, 20 symptoms that you are in a dysfunctional relationship. Or hopefully it will help you to see if you are a uh, toxic person. These are signs, symptoms that you're in a toxic relationship. Maybe you're learning, man, I'm a toxic person. Number 20, you can no longer trust the person because of a consistent pattern of unfaithfulness and dishonesty. You can no longer trust the person and trust is critical to any healthy relationship, but you can no longer trust the person because of a consistent pattern of unfaithfulness and dishonesty. Now, I'm talking about what others can see, but you can't. I went through that long list, 20 signs and symptoms, because many people in Toxic relationships cannot see what is obvious to others. Now, I want to share with you a Bible example of a Christian man, a leader, an apostle who was in a dysfunctional situation, a toxic relationship, and who had an unhealthy soul tie, and you're going to be surprised. I'm talking about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul had an unhealthy soul tie with the people of Israel. He was emotionally involved in a toxic relationship with his brethren, the Jewish people, and I want to prove it from Scripture. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 through 9, and I don't have time to go 
in-depth in these texts. I'll just give you the text and you can look it up later. In Genesis 2, verse 7 through 9, Paul acknowledges that he was called to minister to the Gentiles. In Romans chapter 9, verse 2 through 3, Paul give evidence out of his own voice that he had an unhealthy soul tie with the nation of Israel. Listen at what he says. I have great sorrow and always feel much sadness. I wish I could help my Jewish brothers and sisters, my people, I would even wish I were accursed and cut off from Christ if that would help them. Now, notice the continuous saw, the continuous sadness, sound like a relationship. And he said, I want to help them to the point that if it was possible for me to be accursed, if it was possible for me to go to hell for them, I would do it if it would help them. That's dysfunction. That is a person with an unhealthy soul tie because Jesus does not ask us or demand of us to go through hell or go to hell to help people and to keep a relationship moving. That's dysfunction. Now listen at this. In Acts 20, 22 through 24, and I want you to see that many times when people are in toxic relationships, they can't even hear the Spirit of God talking to them, telling them to get out of it. Paul said in Acts 20, 22 through 24, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, except the Holy Spirit testifies in every city that chains and tribulation awaits me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear. He said, I go bound in the spirit, which indicates he had a check in his spirit. And many of you are in relationships and you have a check in your spirit about that relationship, an uneasiness in your spirit about that relationship, but, but you're not listening to the check. And he said, except the Holy Spirit is testifying in every city that change and tribulations awaits me. So the Spirit of God was moving on people to tell Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. Don't go down there. He said, but none of these things move me. None of what things, Paul? None of these things. The check that I got in my spirit doesn't move me. The Holy Spirit speaking through people doesn't move me. He has an unhealthy soul tie. He's in a toxic relationship. Acts 21, 10 through 14. The prophet Agabus took Paul's belt, tied it around his wrist and his feet, and he says, thus saith the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews do to the man who owned this belt. In other words, he was warning him not to go to Jerusalem. And the Bible said when the people heard the prophet, they said, no, Paul, no, Paul, don't go down to Jerusalem. No, Paul. Now watch this. And Paul says, why are you crying and breaking my heart? 
I'm willing not only to be bound, but to die. But God wasn't asking him to die. He was being emotional. And then Acts 22, 17 through 21, it seals the deal. Paul is praying in a trance in Jerusalem and Jesus appears to him and he says, make haste, get out of Jerusalem quickly for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. Think about it. Jesus said it to him. Make haste. Get out of Jerusalem. They won't get out quickly. They won't. And then the next verse says, so I said to the Lord. And what you talking about? Why are you talking? Why are you remonstrating with the Lord? Why are you debating this situation? Why are you talking about this relationship? God spoke to him. Jesus spoke to him. And Jesus is speaking to some of you. He's speaking to you quickly. Move. Get out of this situation. And, and then Paul said, yeah, but, and then the spirit of God, Jesus said, depart for I will send you far from here to the Gentile. Why does God have to keep saying over and over what he said plainly? He said, make haste, get out of Jerusalem quickly. They will not receive. I believe by the spirit of God, God is telling some of you to get out of this situation, get out of it quick, move out of this situation, and you're remonstrating with him. You're, you're debating with him. Yeah, but this is a good person. Yeah, but I'm trying to help this person. Yeah, but I love him. I love her. Listen, obey God. I want to close with these comments. I want to close with these statements. Behavior is language. Behavior is language. If you are in a relationship with someone who repeatedly hurts you, diminishes you, their actions are speaking to you. Behavior is language. Number two, it is possible to be committed to what God is not committed to. Did you hear that? It is possible to be committed to what God is not committed to. Number three, there is a good suffering and there is a bad suffering. We see that in 1 Peter chapter 3. Suffering for righteousness, suffering for doing the right thing is a good suffering. Paul suffered a lot of things because he was emotionally tied to a people that he were not called. He was not called to. He was called to the Gentiles, but he was emotionally connected to the Jews and they ran him out of every town. It never worked. It never turned around because he was emotionally tied. God was not emotionally tied. So he's suffering a bad suffering. The Bible says there's a suffering that's good and there's a suffering that bad. When you're suffering for evil doing and if God is telling you to get out and you stand in, that's evil. And then finally, and finally, listen at this. People who really love us are part of our network of protection. God is constantly telling people around us, speaking through people, and those people are part of God's plan and his network of protection. And then finally, I close with this. 
Maybe it's someone else's assignment to help the person. I know you want to help them. I know you feel committed to them. I know you think they're going to kill themselves if you get out of that relationship. But listen at this. Maybe it's someone else's assignment to help the person. Paul's assignment was the Gentiles. Peter's assignment was the Jews. Maybe it wasn't what Paul was trying to do was Peter's responsibility. Maybe that person is someone else's assignment. Listen, thank you so very much. I enjoy being with you. And listen, next in our next uh, Thursday night edition, we're going to be talking about controlling people 